Warren Buffett, BlackRock, and other institutional players dominate investments in commercial aviation. Why? Because it's one of the most profitable and predictable alternative assets that exists. And it's not tied to other markets such as real estate and the stock market. Is it safe? Well, imagine triple net leases to the likes of American Airlines and British Airways. Income is contractual and guaranteed by some of the biggest named airlines in the world. That's why this kind of investment was never available to the ordinary accredited investor. That is until now. Visit accesswealthaviation.com and check it out for yourself. Invest in an institutional team with over 200 plus years of combined investment experience in the aviation sector. Conservative investing with double digit returns and tax advantages. That's accesswealthaviation.com. Accesswealthaviation.com. You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast. Today, I'd like to start out by reminding you, WealthFormula.com has all sorts of resources for your Wealth Formula needs, including a free copy of my best-selling book, Seven Secrets of Eternal Wealth, which is a number one seller on Amazon, but it is free for you on my website. So go ahead and download that as a PDF at wealthformula.com or simply text me at 44222 and type in wealth formula, one word, wealth formula, 44222 wealth formula. Now, in addition to that, there are all sorts of resources on there, such as ways of reducing your taxes legally. Now, as for today's show, listen, I cannot tell a lie. In my first business, I made a small fortune sucking fat from places where people didn't want it and putting it back where they wanted more. Yes, indeed. That's what I did. And I told Robert Kiyosaki about this last April, and he thought it was hilarious. And in fact, that's how he remembered me for the rest of the cruise. It was kind of funny. He was like, yes, my physician friend who was sucking fat. Anyway, my wife hates it when I talk about this stuff. She doesn't like that identity for me, but it's true, folks. That's what I did. And personally, you know, for a couple of years there, I really, really liked what I was doing. Listen, I think cosmetic surgery as a whole, I will say, I believe gets a bad rap. To me, it's just really about people trying to get over their hangups. Okay. When you fixed a little something here and there, it just let them not obsess about their looks most of the time. And that, of course, you know, ultimately improved the quality of their lives by giving them confidence. Now, looking at me, of course, you wouldn't think of me as a cosmetic surgeon. You know, I'm not Mr. Flashy Guy, Mr. Nano, 90210, you know, all that stuff. I'm, that's just not me. But anyway, I, I was doing that for a while. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. And it was the first successful business that I had. But after a while, it got old. It started to feel like a job when it feels like you have to do something and you don't really feel like you you know, love what you do and want to get up and do it. It's time to move on. So these days, I'm actually quite happy because my time is devoted to you. From some of the kind feedback that you've given me, 
I believe that I'm really making an impact on some of your lives, which is just really great news for me. Because the cool thing about that is that all I'm really doing here is sharing stuff with you that I love talking about and frankly learning. So what I do is I just, you know, all I'm doing is I'm going out there learning all the stuff that I want to learn about and then I pass it on to you and it's helping you. So that's cool. And, you know, frankly, this is the best gig I've ever had. Maybe not the most profitable yet, but, you know, on the other hand, it's it's at least the most fun. Now, I don't know anyone who loves what they do and doesn't feel like in some way they're making some kind of a difference. But what about your investments? Do you care if they make an impact? When your money's working, does it matter to you if that work is for the greater good? Well, I do. I feel good knowing that I'm able to grow my wealth and at the same time make a difference in the world. That's why I love my friend and and my sponsor, George Newberry's fund, American Homeowner Preservation. Of course, you can find that at ahpfunding.com. But that's a really cool fund because what they do is they buy failing mortgages at pennies on the dollar. You know, they're buying mortgages. People are getting foreclosed on and then they keep those people in their homes. They rent it back to them. And at the same time, investors make a great return. That's why I love that business. I think it, all around, it's one of my favorite businesses. Now, my guest today has another feel good business. And this time it's another crowdfunding platform. But this time what they do is they buy actual apartment buildings that are underperforming, maybe they're in rough neighborhoods, and then turn them into places that anyone would live in. Now, that's that's a good deed for a person, for a community, etc. And these guys, they even go as far as to provide programs to feed kids and help them stay healthy. So this is the real deal, folks. This is, again, a very impactful business. And you're really going to love what you hear today. So when we come back, you're going to hear from Eddie Lauren of impacthousing.com. Worried about saving too little too late for retirement? The Wealth Accelerator may be exactly what you need. With the help of some of the oldest and most reliable insurance companies in the country, Wealth Accelerator allows you to take most of the upside of any good year in the stock market and use bank loans to magnify those returns significantly. And what if the stock market has a bad year? No need to fear. Wealth Accelerator is engineered so you don't participate in the losses of the market, no matter how bad of a year it is. Sounds too good to be true, right? But it's not. It's simply the same financial engineering that the ultra-wealthy have been doing for years. Now it's your turn. Check it out for yourself by going to WealthFormulaBanking.com. Again, that's WealthFormulaBanking.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, my guest is Eddie Lauren. Now, he's the founder of ImpactHousing.com. ImpactHousing.com is a real estate investor trust that focuses on socially minded investments in residential real estate that improves both lives and communities. During his 30-year career, Eddie Lauren has been responsible for the acquisition of more than $3.7 billion in office, industrial, and apartment community assets nationwide. He's had an illustrious career in real estate over the past three decades, and it's now culminating in a business that measures performance not only in profits, but also in social impact. Welcome, Eddie. Thanks for having me. So, Eddie, tell us about your story, because it's an interesting one, how you kind of got to where you are now. Well, as you mentioned before, I started my career in office and moved my way through industrial and ended up in residential apartments because I found that that was the best way for me to make an impact 
in people's lives. And, you know, industrial office is a very, very institutional business. And TIs and leasing commissions can be as much as half the cash flow over a five-year period. So you're actually buying tenants to make money in the end. And markets can be more volatile in terms of industrial and office and retail. So I actually loved that business, but I realized it was way, way too institutional for me. So I kind of went into the apartment game and found that it was a really good home for me because I could make very, very substantial impacts with relatively little capital dollars because you can really do a lot to transform someone's home by buying, uh, as I try to say, we make light out of blight. Yeah, that makes sense. So how did you go from, you know, obviously you're sort of more of a traditional syndicator and then you started something called Impact Housing, which is at impacthousing.com. Tell us about that and how you ended up going in that direction. I've been doing JVs with institutional family offices and pretty much down the middle investors. And I found that the middlemen tend to not be able to relate well and we're at odds with each other. So I've done all this business and we've done great business and made a lot of money for people. But I found that a lot of the times they want to tell me how to run the business. They want to tell me when to sell and when not to. For instance, Blackstone. I mean, I I look at a deal, one of my favorite deals in, in Dallas, we had to sell because Blackstone hit a 15 and they told me to sell. And that's not conducive to really doing what's best for the asset. And oftentimes the middleman tends to be more about themselves and their needs than the ultimate investors of theirs or the operator or mine. So over the years, I've basically done the same thing, but I've decided that I'd like to go to the masses and give the opportunity for people to come direct. Right. And that's the uniqueness about impacthousing.com because Reg A plus allows us to you know, go to anyone and everyone, regardless of income level or wealth, they can invest direct with people like me and they never used to be able to do so before. Yeah. So just for clarity, when you're talking about these JVs and, uh, and everything, what you're talking about is you know, effectively, if you were doing a partnership, a joint venture with another group, that they just sort of had too much say in, in control. They had too much control. And you felt like you wanted to make an impact. You wanted, you saw more promise in some of these properties and wanted to take that back. So that's basically it. The crowdfunding approach to this is interesting. But first of all, I mean, most of us, most people do understand what that is in this show, but why don't you kind of give us a sense, kind of review what crowdfunding it is? There's a 506 series of A, B, and C that has been able to be done since the Jobs Act which was passed in the last administration, where it allowed people of accredited nature to come in and invest in real estate. So an accredited investor, I'm sure most of your audience, you said are, so that's, mm -hmm. you got to make more than a couple hundred thousand a year and have a million dollars. So I've done a couple deals in the 506 scenario and we did really well. So instead of going to that middleman where I went in, you know, 95.5, so, you know, 95% provided by the institutional equity, and we have a waterfall structure, et cetera. It was more of a straight deal where I was able to go direct to the ultimate investor. And the investor actually does a lot better because they don't have to go in the middle end. So now fast forward, there's been alterations that just were, were done in 15 that allowed non-accredited. So now the opportunity exists for anyone and everyone worldwide can step up and without Wall Street middlemen or without Wall Street money managers, invest directly through the internet. So this is now, the uh, regulation crowdfunding? That's right. Regulation A plus is the, is the jurisdiction of, over this. So what's 
unique is that people can really, it's democratizing the playing field. So these people have never been able to invest as low as $1,000 and get involved in institutional real estate before. So the worldwide nature of it and the opportunity to spread my wings and, and really gone out, go out to the consumer directly to give them great returns and make a difference. Now, the other motivation, because I'm an impact investor and I've always done this, a lot of the institutions, they kind of turn their nose at the lower end of the spectrum. So workforce and affordable housing is something that they've not been so inclined to invest in. And it's been hard. I've passed up a lot of where I can change people's lives because a lot of the partners I've had are just not that interested in it. It's so, not brochure quality until we're done fixing it up. Sure. Can you talk about specifically what those assets look like? Are they C-class? Are they D-class? What cities, et cetera? Well, it's primarily the southern half of the United States where I've done all, all you know, the 40,000 units I've done over the last 20 years. Primarily in the Sun Belt, they tend to be neglected. In the downturn, they obviously were more foreclosures, but there's still plenty of opportunity where families have owned these properties for a long time and they just bleed the cash flow and they don't actually invest in the communities. So we are very good at finding raw assets that we can take and really transform, whether it be urban blight which are in transitional areas that we can make really cool, or your typical C plus asset, C minus asset will make it an OB minus. And that's fine because our rent structure, we can make plenty of money and good returns in the seven, $800 rent range mm-hmm. in places like New Orleans and places like in Dallas and, and rural Texas mm-hmm. and Arizona and Vegas, Florida. How I big mean, are the assets example, typically? How many units typically you, do you focus on? Usually a minimum of 150. We have a central leasing office. We have what we say, two in and two out for 200 units, two people, a leasing, a manager and an assistant slash leasing agent, and then two out, out, meaning two maintenance guys that are there to make sure they turn all the work orders within 24 hours. And that's what it is. If you have happy rents, they stay, they pay, they refer their friends. It's kind of a boring business model, but I've been doing it a long time. There's so many people who really, truly do not care about the resident. And if you care about giving people value, they pay. And mm-hmm. it's that way across every, you know, every nature of business. I was sort of curious because you mentioned Dallas. I mean, right now in the cycle, Dallas is one of my major, probably my major market that I'm looking at. We're looking at you know, C-class stuff that has significantly compressed cap rates, you know, down in the, the fives. Are you finding stuff in Dallas that you can turn around like that? Just bought one in uh, South Dallas mm-hmm. and it was 25% affordable from an RTC uh, Lura, which is a land use restriction. Yeah. The cash and cash return, pretty much when we closed, because it was 96% lease, ended up being 9%. And we are expecting to start raising rents. We do all their exteriors. Let me start and tell you what we do to these assets yeah. when we come and transform them. So when, you, when a resident or a potential resident drives up to one of our assets, first of all, I want them to see that sign and say, oh my God, I only wish I could afford to live there. And lo and behold, they go inside and they can live there. We come up with four or five color paint schemes to make them stand out, a resort style pool, state-of-the-art fitness center, an amazing leasing office, happy staff, outdoor fitness equipment, and social areas where people can kind of hang out and really enjoy the sense of community. We like to specialize in making community rooms where we have health and wellness programming after school 
for the kids. And that really helps not only as a leasing tool, but it helps really transform these people's lives because instead of going to the YMCA for programming, you can do it right where they live. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then you go into the interiors. You know, we'll spend $3,000 a unit on an interior. You don't have to spend 10000 a unit on an interior to make it nice. Flooring, you can put in, you know, big cabinets. We tend to, you know, paint them instead of redo them. You put knobs on for 50 bucks and those knobs take away any imperfection in the cabinets, but they're really nice quality and they're still look good. And the countertops we resurface and fixtures and appliances, and that's $3,000. That's a lot. And we can get 50 to to $100 for that return. So if you're looking at, you know, 75 bucks, that payback's pretty good. Yeah. You know, about, about 24 to 36 months, so- you get the money back and that creates the value. Right. So when you talk about impact housing, I mean, we, we typically just, we look at those deals as significant value add deals. Is there something else to this other than the, the fact that, you know, obviously you're, you're basically turning a, a property, you're maximizing the asset in terms of, um, you know, what kind of rents you can get, the kind of stability of the asset, et cetera. Is there something else that you measure when you measure impact? Well, first of all, when you change someone's environment, you change their life. So we specialize in going into neglected properties and giving people that pride of of rentership, as they say. They're actually happy to be there. And so that's number one, impact. Just truly making an impact by taking blight and making light. Second of all, it's in retention. Instead of the average across the country is about 60% in this class of tenants that turn. Well, you know, if we can take that down to 45 or 50% because they're happy, that's another way to measure impact. And then by health and wellness programming, we do a lot of screening and we're able to try to you know, enhance their health and their wellness. And that all ties into an impact. So we like to say it's a triple bottom. We're also helping with low flow toilets and some kind of energy retrofit. So, you know, you get a financial return, a social return and an environmental one. So one of the things that I I think is really interesting about what you guys do in looking over some of the information was, I mean, you guys, you deal a bit more than your typical value add. And that's what it kind of was getting to, because you you actually have sort of a I don't know if, it, if you would call it a nonprofit wing or whatever. But, you know, you're feeding that's kids, right. et cetera. Tell us about that, because that truly is something that's unique. Well, yeah, we partner with many of the government agencies that feed children and we supplement with our own programming of health and wellness. So we have exercise classes, nutrition classes, walking clubs, community gardens where we actually, after school, we teach them to grow vegetables. You can't believe some of this population has never seen an eggplant and don't know what it is. To see their face when you can actually educate them and see that they can grow their own food and they can actually eat it is pretty awesome. And so that is the chemistry I talk about. When you walk into a property, it's not just about giving people a roof over their head. It's about giving them a place to thrive and make the best of their lives. And that, to me, is why I do what I do. You know, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's drill down a little bit on impacthousing.com a little bit more. You mentioned there is, you know, you don't have to be an accredited investor here. It's a A plus, so pretty much anybody can invest. How do we invest? I mean, you go, you obviously go to impacthousing.com. You you get an account. Uh, is there a minimum investment? One thousand dollars. Yep. So it's affordable it. to everybody. And is this now? Let's talk about sort of the structure of it. Now, is is this debt or equity? Can you give us a sense no, for how it's, that? It's, it's a real estate investment trust. It's truly a an equity investment in the form of a REIT. 
Mm-hmm. It's no different than any other REIT other than you're going direct and you're going to save a lot of the middleman's cost, right. the Wall Street cost. What and kind so, of uh, projected returns do you, do you have for this? Well, you know, you get into the legal question. Now, everything is on our website and we have a, an impeccable track record. And again, most of that track record, you know, the markets have gotten, as you said, a little more, um, you know, a little more competitive, but we can still deliver solid returns. The PREF is a seven and you'll find that online. And we have a, a standard split. And, you know, in the past, we've delivered very, very solid, solid returns. And I'm playing around with uh, what oh, I can I, say and what can't say. The lawyer no, says, oh, believe me, we deal, with the, world. we deal with that stuff all the time here on this show. I guess okay. the, the well, issue. I'm not trying to avoid the question. I just, you know, yeah. I don't know what I can say. Yeah. Well, so, so it's a 7% preferred return. And just to clarify what that means for everyone, that's basically investors get 7% before the sponsor sees any money. And so okay. that certainly creates a little bit of a situation where the, the sponsor needs to perform in order to get paid, which of course they want to get paid. And that's always a nice position to be in. I am less, frankly, less familiar with a real estate trust structure. How does that okay. work? Because most of the time, you know, the, the properties um, I deal with are direct fractional investments. How does it work with depreciation, et cetera? Well, it, it's, you get a 1099 instead of a K-1. That's number one difference. But you still get the benefit of depreciation and you get the benefit of capital gains treatment. And that's all, all comes through in the form of your 1099 at the end. Now, our, our structure is a five-year hold with two one-year options to extend. So we'll be selling assets toward the end of the cycle in this. And that's where most of the capital gain because it'll be more than one year of ownership. I want you to know that it took me a year and a half to get through the SEC on this. Oh, yeah. This is not anything they take lightly. It is very scrutinous. They looked up my you-know-what, and every single deal we posted, and it's all on the website, all the track record, all the returns, everything's there for anybody to review. And they told us how to redo tables. In fact, one a month and a half it took us that we just had to redo a column. And then we had to resubmit again. So everybody should rest assured that the SEC is all over this and it's fully vetted. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, and just for, you know, just to back that up, I mean, regulation A plus is very difficult to get. In fact, the audience here is very familiar with American Homeowner Preservation, which is one of our sponsors and another regulation A plus situation where uh, I'm actually friends with George Newberry and he (laughs) talks about what an effort that was. And, you know, frankly, guys, I mean, when you hear something like that, you know, Eddie's doing something that's meaningful and that's why he tried to make, you know, that is something available, not to just us accredited investors. He's doing this to try to make it more accessible. And and that says something about him. So one other thing that's pretty interesting about this REIT structure, this trust structure that you have is that it's specifically really ideal for IRAs, isn't it? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, the IRS ruling says that IRAs are not really allowed to invest with leverage or a loan on real estate in their IRAs. Of course, you can do it outside. But if you're going to invest in an IRA, the only way to do so in real estate, if you have a loan on it, which most real estate does, it's best to put it into a REIT structure. Because let's say you put your IRA into a building and you had 70% loan on it, 70% leverage, that 70% will be taxable to an IRA, which defeats the purpose. So it's 
really ideal to make sure that anything with leverage on it stays outside of an IRA. And of course, if you're going to buy leveraged real estate, which real estate should be bought long-term with leverage in your IRA, then you want to make sure it's in a restructure. And that's actually a really important distinction. And hopefully our guests will understand the the value of that. In terms of you know impacthousing.com, et cetera, is it live now? Are we ready to go, Eddie? We're done. Through the SEC. Mazel tov, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. And you're ready. And, and typically, is it like quarterly distributions? How does that work? That's correct. Yes. We are going to be giving quarterly distributions based on the cash flows of the assets. And sometimes, you know, as we transform these properties, some we can get the immediate cash flow. But other times, you know, we go in and we still scrutinize the resident. They have to pass a criminal. They have to be able to qualify at two and a half to three times the rent. Nothing changes here. They're all still got to pay the real pay the rent. So as a result, we have to make sure that we clean out some of the you know elements that when a property is neglected, what do you do? You just fill it up. So sometimes we have to clean that out. It takes a few months. So in the beginning, the the returns are are a little less, but once we stabilize, they're very strong. Really good stuff here, Eddie. Thank you so much for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and I hope that everybody has the opportunity to join us in helping to change the world, even if it's one apartment at a time. Eddie Lauren, everybody, the founder of ImpactHousing.com. We will be right back. Self-storage is a necessary evil. It's where you keep your stuff and forget about it. No wonder this stuff is so profitable and recession-resistant. The Wealth Formula community, well, we've benefited from that. We've made lots of money in this space with Reliant Real Estate, one of the largest self-storage companies in the country. With an average investor internal rate of return of almost 34%, with hold times just over three and a half years, these guys know what the meaning of velocity of money is. If you're an accredited investor, make sure to check out what they're up to right now at ReliantFund4.com. Again, that's ReliantFund4.com. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I love what this business, this impacthousing.com does. And it's really a great way to get exposure to real estate with as little as $1,000 investment. Now, and you don't have to be an accredited investor. I know a lot of you complain about the whole, you know, unfair advantage that accredited investors have. Well, they do, but here's an opportunity. Here's something that you don't need to be accredited for. Now, I do have to say, that listening to that interview, Eddie was really modest during this discussion. I mean, he mentioned a preferred return of 7%, which again, what that means is that the first 7% of the profit that any asset makes or the fund makes or the trust makes or whatever in this case goes to the investor before the business, in this case, impacthousing.com, shares in those profits. But I do want to point out that, you know, when you hear the preferred rate of 7%, I don't want you to think that, boy, that doesn't sound that great. It's preferred and it's nice to have a preferred return, but Eddie's got a pretty significant track record. And I actually went to his website to check this out. And you can check this out at impacthousing.com for yourself. But in the last nine years, with 72 multifamily properties, Eddie's team has managed an average internal rate of return of 24.74%. That's actually pretty impressive. Of course, I should point out that past performance does not guarantee future returns, but I think it's important to mention he's a pretty soft-spoken guy and, and so on and so forth, but he's got a great track record. So definitely check them out at impacthousing.com. 
If you haven't invested at all in real estate, this is a really easy way to dip your toes in, by the way. Now, just a reminder that I would love to hear what you think about the show. And frankly, the best way you can do that is by leaving me a five-star review on iTunes. And I might even start reading those aloud on the show. I'm trying to figure out sort of a, a fun little, uh, you know, different segments that we can do in the future. Anyway, that's it for me this week. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time. Buck Joffrey here from Sapio with Buck Joffrey. Aging might become reversible over the next 10 to 20 years. It's already being done in lab animals, so it's just a matter of time. Our challenge? To be healthy enough for when that time comes. As a former scientist and surgeon myself, my goal is to figure out how to do that and to share it with you. I wrote a book called Living Longer for Busy People that you can download for free at sapiopodcast.com. You'll be amazed at just how a few daily adjustments can add years of a healthy life for you. Again, download it for free, sapiopodcast.com.